by the way, guys, guess what this time for? Dinking, dinky, dinking, dinking, ding, ding, dinky, ding, ding, dinking. Aunties, get in your business. I'm sorry, Auntie's get in your business. Aunties, 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 get in your business. Thank you. So, yeah. Oh, Thank you. No, but hold on, we didn't rehearse that. Oh, no. And this is how the Supremes broke up. Okay. <laughs> what? I just, I just asked you to. I was in the moment, sir. Okay. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you'll get in the Voices concert. Yeah. An encore. Yeah. I heard a, Let's I, move on. I heard a proper okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is a section where we ask you guys some questions. <laughs> right? Yes, it is. Auntie Shirley's rebelling. Hi, aunties. Please introduce yourself and tell us who you are. And what you do. Yeah, so I'm Carol Lathbridge, and along with my childhood friend, Lola Kaywood, we are founders of Tiwani Heritage. Could you describe, oh, you, I mean, could you describe your life in one sentence or one word right now? Your life right now. One word or one sentence? Yes. One word or one sentence? Yes. You have a choice. <laughs> we offer choices in this code. I would say relentless right now. No, oh, interesting. I would say evolving. Oh. Yeah. She's deep. She's the deep one. I like that. Relentlessly evolving. That's what it is. Yeah. All right. So, um, can we just have a little bit of information on what Tawani Heritage is? Like, what is it for oh, the people yeah. that don't really know? Yeah. So, so we are a we're the UK's first recyclable yes. synthetic hair extensions brand. We specialize primarily in afro and curly hair extensions mm -hmm. and um we're very excited to be the first to offer a recycling scheme. We decided to go down the route of synthetic hair but we were conscious of the environmental impact of synthetic hair, the fact that ultimately it is plastic that ends up largely in mm. landfills and oceans. So we devised our recycling scheme to help provide a solution for that problem um we've been we launched two years ago mm -hmm. we had the idea i think back in 2017 yeah, long time ago. born out of frustrations from our various hair evolutions and challenges that we'd faced where in my case i was struggling to find hair extensions that were kind of suited to and sort of matched my natural hair texture right. while i was trying to transition out of having relaxed hair which i'd had for something ridiculous like 25 years mm -hmm. so and i just felt like the the what was available here in the UK was really limited and really poor. And I just felt like given how many of us wear our hair naturally, why is this so limited? So yeah. talk to my good friend, Carol, about it. Yeah. And so we also was sort of frustrated with always going to like the local Asian mm -hmm. sort of supplier and not getting any customer service, none whatsoever. And it did just weaken the buying experience, especially when you're buying something so personal, mm -hmm. you know, your hair, your beauty, which you have to go to specific places 
to yeah. shop for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was just so, so destroying for us. So we thought, let's come together and actually offer another alternative shopping, which is focused on women of color, to come to a platform where they can shop confidently, ask any questions, because we've tried every single one of the hairstyles. We know what it's about. We even know what's in it. Mm -hmm. And we launched, and we're so, so excited to announce that we're soon going to be launching the plant-based alternative Ooh. to Ooh. synthetic hair. Oh, wow. Literally, it's more durable. Mm -hmm. So it's not a single use. Yeah. You can wear it for as long as, you know, you look after it well. But yeah. after a year, yeah. buy heat on it, shampoo it, condition it. When you're done, ladies, throw it in your household compost or put it in your garden and grow your tomatoes. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's amazing. That, that is, is really actually cool. really good. Honestly. That's amazing. Yeah. Impressive. It's a game yes. changer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go on, next. Oh, okay. So I know you said your childhood friends. So can you tell us a little bit how you met, what you first thought of each other, that sort of thing? <laughs> yeah, we met on the first day of secondary school. So we were 11. Yes, yes. And I just remember that we were, because we were sitting on the same table. Yeah. But actually, you, we have different recollections of when we first met. Because <laughs> Carol thinks, well, not Carol thinks, Carol re recalls <laughs> meeting me on the, it was like an open day before we actually started school. The interview. Yeah. Whereas oh, yeah. I remember meeting you on the first day of school. Yeah. So I don't know why we remember differently. Yeah, I remember, I mean, we didn't really talk. You didn't really talk. But I remember Lola sitting next to me on the interview day. So we both oh. went to Greycoat. So Lola's from North London and I'm from South London. And so how does these two girls meet at school when they're both from the opposite side of mm. London? Mm. Um, Greycoat. The, the, the nicest thing about Greycoat yeah. is it brought... Everyone. So many people together. Every, yeah. yeah. It's together. central London. Yeah. 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 So I remember you had to go in for an interview back then. So I remember sitting next to this very geeky but wonderful girl. And but wonderful. I'm, I'm, I was very much bold and you said to me, I like your dress. Oh. Oh, Why do that? I not remember any yeah. of this? And I was like, I like your glasses. <laughs> and I love that. That's that. Yeah, I love that kind oh, of. So I like your dress. how I remember you. But, you know, this was on the interview, so we had no idea if we were going to see each other. Yeah, and yeah. And lo and behold, we're in the same. We were on the same table on the first day. Class, yeah. Table. Yeah. 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 So it's we were destiny. like, and at that point you were like, I don't remember you. And I was like, I don't remember you, but hi. <laughs> and the rest is history. Yeah. yeah. So was you all always in the same form together? Yeah. From all the way through. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah. I yeah, think they, they didn't mix us up, did they? They just kept us all the way through. Yeah. And I remember wow. you, Nana. Look at that. This is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I was in grey coats too. Yeah. I do kind of remember you guys now. I mean, I've always, Carol was quite loud, I would say. <laughs> So you could hear you in the corridor. <laughs> so I knew. But now seeing Lola, I'm like, no, I remember. I yeah. remember you guys. Yeah. yeah. We, we look up to you. We really oh, do. Oh, that is cute. Above, yeah. Announced it ages ago. We were pioneering. And I used to, you know, for me, just to see another sister, oh, her name God. was Nana. I was like, I think that's lovely. Yeah. No, I remember. Yeah, that's probably why I kept on hearing you. It's <laughs> like, who is this little girl? <laughs> so your year was really 
nice anyway. It's like we had more issues with the years above us. So it was like the younger ones, we were always like, yeah, no, they're really cool. Mm. And there was more Africans as well, yes. like coming up. So yeah, I was going like to say, one actually, of the only, yeah. you know, yeah. nanas or yeah. someone with an African name in the school, it just meant more when there yeah. was more guardians around. So, yeah. yeah. And it was nice, actually. It was a surprise to me when we started at that school because I remember thinking, I remember even asking my mum, like, are there going to be other black people there? Mm. Like when I start the school and obviously I'd been to the open day and I remember that there, I'd seen some, but you didn't know if they got in. And I just yeah. remember thinking I was going to be very much in the minority. And it was actually a pleasant surprise to get there. And there were actually plenty. Like yeah. it was actually yeah. quite yeah. diverse. Yeah. And I think that's because everyone was coming from all different areas of yeah. London. Yeah. So it was just like, you know, they, they had no diversity issues there. They were fine. In some so. ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't perfect. We, we had good years though. When yeah. we were there, it was a good. Uh, my stuff. daughter came. There was Michael Gove's daughter and stuff, and oh. Tony Blair's daughter yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that was in my. Yeah. They were in the same year, well, or around the same. Yeah. yeah, things were different. Sorry, no, uh, is it not me? No, it's not you. Oh, okay. I think it is you. You know. Yeah, we've jumped around. Okay. Um, go, go, go. I guess maybe we talked about being friends and. Being friends in business, how do you, how have you guys navigated that? Because it's a long-standing friendship mm. and now into the business side of things. How mm. do you guys navigate that? What are the elements you bring from your friendship? And when do you like, we're not friends, it's this is business. Friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah, how do you do that? It's hard, actually. It is hard to, I'm just to speak for myself, but it is, it is hard sometimes to draw the line. Because mm. I think with the business there's always so much to discuss there's like oh we need to do this we need to do that so I think we we need we probably need to do better yeah. at carving out the time when we're actually just going to be friends right? yeah and and obviously the business is going to come up it would be unrealistic yeah. for us to be like yeah. we're not going to talk about it but I think carving out that time is probably really key yeah um, we're having a bit of a crazy time at the moment so I think it's intensified even more yeah. recently yeah. and I feel like as a result we are probably more it's it, our conversations are more business yeah. led mm -hmm. yeah whereas I think the balance is a bit better normally yeah. so yeah. yeah and definitely with two friends I kind of sort of separate it with the right brain and the left brain mm. me okay yeah yes yeah, so I separate it with the right brain and the left brain and the fact that yes we think differently and we have different approaches it works really really well and the most yeah. important thing is there's a natural respect there's a mutual respect between Lola and I We've gone through life together. Yeah. Mm. You know, we're at each other's weddings. We've, you know, we're Aww. in each other's lives in terms of our children and mm -hmm. things like that. So yeah. the fact that we're very much aligned in so many ways, even though our approaches are very, very different. I would like to say that Lola's more the strategic thinker. Mm -hmm. It might be a bit more evident, Claire, now that you've met us. <laughs> She's a bit more strategically led. She thinks. She looks at detail, which is yeah. amazing. Whereas I'm on the other side, you you called it once and it's not a, a, a disrespect, but I'm a little bit more rash, you know? I, I would I, say rash. I'm the one that comes up with all these ideas and I'm quick, 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 quick. Yeah. And so to have your friend who loves what you're, you're, you're suggesting, but she kind Rains of, sort of it in. brings it in. Like yeah. The two of us work so well love in, that. Harmony yeah. in that respect. Oh, yeah. gosh, that's sorry. wonderful. And that's really yeah. good for people to hear in the industry. I think uh, a lot business. of that's been luck, though. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, the fact that, because I don't think it's like we looked at each other and we're like, oh, you'd make a good business partner. No, of course yeah. not. But I think it's just a lot of it has just been luck that we've kind of fallen into yeah. that way of doing it. I think it's more than luck, but. I think it's more than luck. I think it's more than luck. Yeah. 
think there's a, little, really, a sprinkle of love. Really and uh, bond. yeah, we've got a strong bond. Mm, yeah, right. and I think that's what really sort of sets us in terms of our mission. Yeah, that yeah. we know what whatever happens, she's my she's my sister. I've known yeah. her since we were eleven years old, yeah. mm. and hopefully, as the business you know is evolving, it which it is, it's just bringing us onto another part of our journey. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. It's very, very good. I have a lovely one for you now. Okay. So your products are so considerate of the environment and how important is, how important is it that we as black women are more conscious of the impact our beauty enhancements have on the globe? And more importantly, how can we start to hold suppliers more accountable? It's, it's essential. It's, it's, it's so important. It doesn't take long to just do a quick Google search to see that, and I don't know whether you guys have come across this stat before, but black women spend six times more on hair and beauty than mm-hmm. other ethnicities. So when it comes to the, the sort of environmental issues that are that surface as a result of our beauty buying practices and disposal practices, obviously it's not, it doesn't take a, a genius to work out that we're actually responsible for a lot of the problems as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of it is not necessarily our fault because I think some of it is born out of the fact that manufacturers really don't take much time to educate us around what the dangers are what we can do to do things better so I think a lot of it is just age-old behaviors from generations back that we've always done and until recently like a few years ago we were also within that number of people that are you know buying synthetic hair, using it, throwing it in the bin. Like that was, that was what, that's what was normal. That's what everyone did. So it was like, you didn't even think about it. So I think, yeah, I mean, we've done some research that has, has demonstrated to us, and this is just, we've done our own calculations, but we've worked out that black and mixed race women using hair extensions, I don't know, maybe three or four times a year, obviously the number is higher or lower, depending on who you are and what you do. But on average, basically each woman is contributing about six kilograms yeah. per year and we work that out to be about twenty-one thousand tons Ooh, per year in the child. uk alone no and way. that's only a subset that's between eight women the age 25 to 65 was it yeah. wow. so obviously there are women outside there are teenagers that yes. are wearing hair extensions so yeah. that's not even the entire picture so it's yeah. just stuff like that that you when you actually crunch the numbers and you look at it you realize that this is potentially a massive issue yeah. that we're not addressing manufacturers are not addressing and educating people about we've got a massive job on our hands to try and educate and empower and enable people to to make a difference but yeah just those numbers alone are shocking and like the global figures are terrifying to be honest so as the question was was how do we how how do we start to hold people accountable how because there's there's no knowledge before before going onto your website and reading all of the recycling i hadn't even thought about it yeah no. hadn't even mm. yeah processed what what do i do and... yeah we don't that's the thing mm. and let me put it to you very simplistic simplicity simplistic here synthetic hair is a very much a fast fashion it is style. it is yeah you use it once yeah. it's cheap use it maybe yeah. more, more more than once but it's cheap it's mm-hmm. easy to get and it has a very short, quick lifespan. Yeah. You put it in the bin. You don't think about where it ends up. Yeah. We tracked up where it. We tracked where it ends. Mostly landfills, and the microplastics end up in our oceans. I'll even go further in saying that we black people are not often in these spaces when we talk about the impact of climate. Yeah. We are not. When we yeah. see it, when we watch TV and we see the news, and we're talking about the G7 and the yep. climate. Summit. You don't you don't see people look, look, who look yep. like us yeah. talking mm. about this. Mm-hmm. And so we thought 
this is a problem because if we're not seeing people talking about such a major issue yeah. that don't look like us, how am I supposed to take this in seriously? Mm. So yeah, we've got 99 problems, but I hear extensions isn't one. You know, that, <laughs> that is the philosophy. Yeah. But now we are trying to say to women of color, primarily who are the main users of synthetic hair, mm. that it doesn't have to be a big thing. All you do is try and wear your hair extensions more than once, if you can, yeah. to increase the longevity. But we've made your life so easy that you literally just return the hair back to us. We collect your hair and we send it off to our third party who melt it down and we make it into a new product. So we're increasing that circular economy. Yeah. So your hair could help to kind of make, I don't know, a, a seat in a playground or your coffee table. Mm, yeah. But we're taking that message even further where we're not waiting for America to sort of lead the way because we know that when it comes to the hair trends, we often look at America. We have our yeah. own trend here. Yeah. Yeah. And we're saying to the British women, if you want to do that a little bit further, then try our plant-based alternative, which is made of either banana fiber or pineapple fiber. Okay. And we're bringing out certain styles so you can have braiding hair, loose braiding hair yeah. to just put in, or you can have crochet. Okay. Even working on a pony, and and it is it's itch free, chemical free. Some of us do suffer from scalp irritation yes. when yes. it comes to mm. synthetic hair. I am uh -huh. one of those. You know, so with this um, alternative, you don't even have to worry about that. It doesn't destroy the scalp, and it's also kinder to you and kinder to the environment. And also, the biggest thing is. You're changing behavior for the next generation. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's important. amazing. Yeah. That's actually amazing. When's this new product line coming out? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Can you announce yet? <laughs> announce <laughs> it on the show, <laughs> man. Go on, man. <laughs> so we're working, we're kind of going back and forth with our supplier at the moment to try mm. and perfect it as much as possible. Because one of the things we're mindful of is the natural comparison that people are going to draw is with synthetic hair. Yeah. Which is so obviously we're trying to have all of the, the great qualities that you get with synthetic hair with a natural product, which is a difficult thing to achieve. So we're back and forth at the moment. We've had several prototypes. We've given them some feedback. So they're now working on the next round of improvements. So the plan is for later this year. Okay. That's the hope. That's our fervent prayer. But yeah, yeah we're, we're kind of mindful that these things take time. Okay. But yeah, so the hope is Q4 this year. Yeah. Okay. Are you taking yeah. our hair extensions that we've done with now? Yeah. yeah. Where do we send it? Yeah, so you go on our website mm -hmm. and there's two ways. You can actually opt into our recycling scheme where you get money off future purchases through our store. If you didn't buy from us, we're also collecting any brand hair. So yeah. you literally just buy a return mailer. It doesn't cost you a lot, six pounds, six pounds fifty. You're just literally paying for the shipment back okay. to us. Yeah. We recycle it for free for you. Yeah. This is how important it is to us. So when you're finished with your hair extensions, just send it all back to us. And we take we, we dispose of it responsibly for you. Yeah. And you can feel good knowing that it's not going to end up in Ghana, yeah. in yeah. Africa, yeah. where a lot of our plastic is is being shipped to yeah. Africa. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So think about where it ends up. Doesn't end up here. Yeah. Ends up across in the, another country. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Same. That's amazing. So when you guys are not building this fantastic empire, <laughs> what do you do for like downtime? What do you do for like self care? Oh, I love a spa weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, self care is really, really important. Mm -hmm. It's something that 
as mums, it can be hard to carve out the time for. But I think even like in my experience anyway, sometimes you haven't got time to necessarily like a spa weekend. Firstly, they're expensive. And secondly, like just going away for a weekend can be inconvenient for various reasons. Mm -hmm. So I think even just simple things like it sounds really lame, but sometimes I just go upstairs and I'm like, I don't want anyone to talk to me for a couple of hours. And I'll go upstairs and I'll, you know, I'll shut the door. I'll put some music on. I might have a bar. Yeah. I might kind of I might have a nap which yeah. is like rare but I might have one and and just things like that I think all of that feeds yeah. into self-care so I think yeah. self-care can be the big and the small gestures yeah for me it's Netflix yeah. <laughs> Netflix what are you watching at the moment oh, what am I watching at the moment I think I've just finished watching The Boys and I'm not oh, yeah. Yeah, so no, I just finished. I managed yeah. to watch all three seasons. Like, yeah, that's no, so. Oh wow! wow. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that's that's prime though. Yeah. I was like, yeah. What is this that you're watching? It's like weird. And so I no, just it's brilliant. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And it's yeah. They got worse by season yeah. three. Like yeah. before. Yeah, just caught up and finished season three of the boys. It's brilliant. Um, amazing. Yeah. So my thing, my guilty pleasures TV, and yeah. sort of catching the last bit of Love Island. I love that. And, and <sighs> this, I should have probably been written this. Well, I have Zeus, the network Zeus. Do you? I do. <laughs> so you see all of the all proper the trash shows. in the world. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. I'm surprised. Are you going to get Zeus? Uh, Look at your face. Too many. I'm, no, I, I'm I judging you. <laughs> I can't stand any of it. These people through hell. Hell, yes. Yes. Hell. Yes. Actual hell. Yes. Hell. Yes. Actual hell. It's not my reality. So I watch it and I'm like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. These people are mad. Like, <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. I'm with you 100%. I love it. So yeah, that, that's, I love how it. I, that's how I sort of, you know, yeah, do, do me. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I want to, before we wrap it, I just want to ask, how do you, how are you planning to stand out because it's a very noisy place, the hair business. And what you're doing is so amazing, so unique, but you have got strong competition. As you said, you kind of touched on it, but what is, how, do you, how are you going to do it? What do you need? How can we support you better? And how, how are you communicating to us to trust you rather than person down the road? Yeah, it's a good question. So we're actually currently, so I mentioned it's been a mental time for us lately because we're actually currently in the middle, or more than halfway through a sort of investment readiness. That sounds very formal, of course, but (laughs) yeah. um, And it's it's actually run by Virgin Startup. Um, Oh yeah. So we've been really fortunate to to have been selected to go on this six week accelerator kind of course. Mm -hmm. We've met some amazing other founders. Some of them, majority of them are other like sustainable businesses, but some of them are just, you know, different different elements such a range of different businesses but ultimately it's all geared towards a day which we call demo day that Mm. we basically go live and it's kind of like dragon's den live kind of thing so it's 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 a bit nerve-wracking but yeah basically the 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 plan is to to really kind of scale and to to make sure that you know as two mums like trying to kind of bootstrap and do this on the side it's been difficult but we're trying to take the business to that next level yeah so yeah so we're, we're going we're going live in a couple of weeks and yeah the the, the plan is to basically take this global yeah. if we can Shout loudly. Um, yeah. exactly well, getting ready for funding yeah um, including crowdfunding so okay. meaning the general public such as yourselves yeah. can also you know you know invest in us yeah and the stats were shocking to see that black founders are the least invested yeah yeah um, and so we really want to sort of say to our community 
we've got something great for you. We're still going to be launching our investment round. Please, you know, join us and yeah. get a stake in the business and you can see us grow. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, we are, I'm so happy to say this, but we are also competition winners of Big Business Goes, sorry, Small Business Goes Big. Oh, cool. Oh. Big Business Goes Small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in conjunction with JC Deco okay. and Adobe, uh, Express. And Adobe Express. Oh, wow. So we submitted our ad campaign mm -hmm. and it's, it's been chosen yeah. to be featured oh, on over 100 digital billboards. Wow. That's amazing. That is amazing. Thank you. When does that come out? So it, it launches on the 22nd of August. Okay. So it runs for two weeks. And mm -hmm. so there's basically, there were 10 winners that basically they show our ads on rotation. Yeah. So what we're one of 10 businesses that you'll be seeing ads for all over lots of locations in London and all over the UK, that's up as far as Scotland, yeah. Wales, that's, like that's everywhere. Important. So and, it's and really cool. add a bit more context to that. When we had, we had a sort of intro call with the, the other winners. Mm-hmm. And um, we were the only black faces. Wow. Yeah. So you'll definitely show. stand out. Yeah. yeah. You know, so the one in so, ten. You know, we are we are not very seen in, yeah. in these businesses as mm -hmm. a business owner. Yeah. yeah. To be able to kind of sort of showcase our business and you're gonna see women of colour yeah. 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 on billboards across yeah. the UK wearing hair extensions and looking friggin' fly. Yeah. 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 This is this is And that's not a common sight still. Yeah. Right? yeah. So no, yeah. So that's what we're doing. So in yeah. conjunction with our fundraising plus our national billboards, yeah. this is how we're trying to scream louder. But also fundamentally, you know, working with the likes of you 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 lovely ladies yeah. to really sort of help empower women yeah. to shop from black black-owned businesses exactly. yeah. to, to also make conscious and sustainable choices when yeah. it comes to their hair, their hair and their beauty. And this is just the start. We're getting people from America asking us questions. Yeah. Mm. People from Europe. We haven't been able to scale there. Yeah. But hopefully with this investment, we can it also, won't take long. Amazing. Yeah, and I think amazing. also yeah. to support, to your point, Auntie AK, is it's not just about making a purchase. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. that's great. If you want to buy it from us, we'd love it. But there's other ways to support. So it's about passing it on as well and just yeah. making sure that, you know, our names are on the lips of everyone who whose lips we want them to be on. And yeah. just making sure that, you know, we're, we're, we're uplifting each other by passing these things on. You know, mention it to your hairstylist. Mention mm -hmm. it to your friend that ne is never out of hair extensions or whatever. Because mm -hmm. I realise it's not for everyone. Not everyone wears hair extensions. So I think, yeah, it's just a case of, like, whatever you can do. Subscribe to our mailing list and just find out what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We've got a competition running during our ad campaign in a few weeks' time. So listen for details of that. And just, you know, even if it's just building, helping to build momentum on social media. Like, yeah. that yeah. helps. Everything helps. So have you got that. the you know what i always love when there's billboards about and people like take pictures in front of it yeah i love seeing that yeah actually on the mm. timeline when there's other people that have seen it and they're like doing a big shout out yeah i hope to see the billboard yeah. when i'm out and about because i really want to have the picture and you feature on do. your timeline as you well but yeah i'm proud of you guys man thank yeah, you amazing. <laughs> super, super proud super proud thank you <laughs> okay so what is the end goal for you this is a very difficult question because <laughs> we as part of this investment readiness course that we've been asked that question by you know would-be investors and mentors and and stuff and it, it I'm just not sure I know the answer I don't know the answer to yeah. that for sure because part of it is a lot of small businesses that make it and 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 become successful end up ultimately getting bought out mm. by 
another conglomerate, like the L'Oreal. Yeah, a huge conglomerate, who, yeah. Who bought out ORS and... She a moisture. And then you as the black person thinking, oh my God, they're sold out. Why, why do they do that? But now that we're on this program, we understand why. Investors like an exit strategy. So I don't know if your questions are related to the business itself. What part we- business, but part for you guys. Like your satisfaction yeah. level where yeah. you would be like, you know, done. Yeah. I'm I, happy with this outcome. I yeah. Think, I think for, for me personally, this is what I was meant to do. I was not meant to do a nine to five. My mm. path has been chosen for me by my African parents. You know, you <laughs> go to school, you get a good education, you get a good office job. Mm. And that's exactly where I landed, landed up. And it's taken me to this point to kind of find my calling. So for me, it's just having that freedom to yeah. kind of make decisions when I want to make decisions, be my own boss. I know it's going to be really, really hard, but it, at least I'm enjoying it. So in the next 10 years, I just kind of want to do this yeah. and just enjoy it and evolve and empower women of color, mm. my sisters, to say, hey, come along. If we can do it, we've got your back too. Yeah. 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 And I think okay. it's really important to show your kids as well. Like, look, yes. look what I did. I did something... I started something from nothing and I, and I created something and I made a difference and maybe that difference isn't as big as the next person's difference, but I made a difference. And already my eldest, he's eight, he's almost eight. And he's really proud of the fact that mommy's got a hair business. He doesn't know anything about it, but he's like, mommy sells hair. He's like, and he finds it really exciting. And I'm like, just even that like brings me so much joy that he's got that pride. So, I mean, it really, I guess the sky's the limit really for us amazing okay this is the bit now right guys it's at the part of the party where we have surrounded you as the aunties uh-huh. okay. and we're about to get deeper into yeah. your business there's no nonsense you can't lie to us <laughs> okay you have to tell us the truth about everything that we're asking you it's really okay. serious now do you feel the pressure I feel it it's love it's always love, love. <laughs> Because if you don't give us the truth, you will leave the party without your plate and your Tupperware. You will not. No no one's sorting you out. You're not getting extras. No, nothing to take home. All right. You want to go first? Okay. So, well, we know your relationship status. You're both married. You want to tell us like how long, all that kind of stuff. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, I've been married for 10 years. I actually yeah. had my 10 year anniversary Amazing. in June. Oh, so, yeah. Lovely. And I've got three boys. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ages. Um, almost seven. Sorry, almost seven. He is seven, hmm. five, and two. Okay. And we have, we, so, my, my youngest is the same age as Carol's. We had our babies at the same time. Oh, you're okay, oh, best friends. This yeah. is so cute. Let's start again, yeah, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Business, yeah, generational. Yeah, I love that. So, yeah, I've been married for. Four and a half years. I do have a toddler, a little girl, with the most interesting name. What's her name? So my husband's surname is France. So Hazard, I guess what her first name is. South. Paris. Paris. South. 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 That's the South. Like, so it would be like South. Middle name of. Olivier. Or something. Okay. Paris, France. Northwest. Paris, France. We didn't do a it was okay. just if the name just worked we loved it okay but she does have Ghanaian names so mm-hmm. okay, if she okay. wants to kind of change it up and use one of her Ghanaian names she can but her name is Paris France <laughs> I have a question but I mean we're going to talk about your children however the statistics show that black women can't get married are you two are married <laughs> was it a difficult journey I'm just yeah, saying like yeah. No, I'm just saying that the, 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 the not factual, factual yeah. stuff, but everyone's like, it's, it's a struggle out there for black women to find a husband. Yeah. That, 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 that women can't. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's true at all. Yeah. No, I could refute it to the world. No, no, <laughs> I think that's true because we have many friends who are black women and who are married. Mm. And I think it goes down to just, I think, luck at the end of the day. You meet the right person. And I don't think it's just one person from out mm. there. Some people have been married several times. But for, for us, we've evolved to a place where you meet your person and that is it. Mm. It's ride or die with us mm. and we because we've got children as well i think your partner also has embodied what family foundation is about i also grew up in a both parenting home so my parents are still together still today and i saw that and i think that's part of why i wanted that for myself mm. um, yeah yeah same i think yeah it's an interesting one because i've never actually heard that as a as a like a a theory that black women well that's good that's that's what i was like asking it to refute yeah. it because i think we get it's... stuck in these bubbles of black women are undesirable it's so hard to get married and black men don't want us all that type of stuff yeah. so hearing women spin that on its head is actually great for yeah, the environment I, I, if that's what you're looking for as yeah, well not exactly. everyone wants to be married exactly not everyone wants to be married and i mean yeah i i, I do know some women who are not married but i think a lot of the time they've like made a choice, choice not yeah. to be married I think some of them like you said I think some of them might have been unlucky yeah. in certain situations not met the right person and I just for me it's just it's never too late whatever you know things things happen you might you never know who you might meet who might lead you to somebody else and all of that kind of stuff so yeah I, yeah. I think I think if you want to get married and you find the right person it will happen if, if it's in your heart that that's what you want eventually yeah thank you <laughs> what was that look <laughs> We kind of know. Yeah, so we have a children question, but we, we know. So you have one and you have three. I would like to know, are you planning on having any more? Like, do you want the elusive girl because you have three boys? And oh. are you are you planning to have more children? I am very done. I mean, I, I, I actually really like having three boys. Yeah. I, like, for me, it's like the biggest blessing. And I love how they treat me as a result of being Ooh. the only girl like my eldest is he's very conscious of the fact that I'm the only girl in the yes. house so he's like mommy's nice. the queen and mommy's yeah. this and I'm like yes I am so <laughs> yeah I I yeah I have a niece who I dote on and I'm I get I scratch that itch by buying all the stuff for okay. her that I didn't get to buy for this would-be daughter so I'm I'm fine I'm good <laughs> Carol anymore yeah so I've always wanted just one okay ah. and I wanted it to be a girl Oh. And we didn't know the gender until she was born. Yeah. Okay. And my husband saw her first and he came to me and he started crying. He said, oh my God, it's a girl. I said, oh. do it. <laughs> but having said that, now that she's here, she wants me to play with her all the time. So you, need, you, need, you, need, you need a second in command. Yeah. <laughs> so if we're going to be very raw here, yes, the answer is yes, I would like one more, but it hasn't happened yet. Okay. And I think part of it is maybe age because I did start a lot later. And mm. so... Yeah, we're just going to kind of sort of give it some time, but it's not out of the woodwork. Oh, bless Thank you. you. I hope it happens for you. Thank you. What type of auntie are you? So, like, you know, if you ever have to go into like auntie mode, what kind of auntie are you in your like with your family? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I have several nephews, and so I hope they would agree that. I'm fun. I'm fun. And I sort them out. Like when they want stuff, I'm the one that 
like okay. on the yeah. sly is yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. just I'll get it for you don't worry just play it cool so <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm fun yeah I think I'm, I'm more strict than I realized yeah um, <laughs> I didn't realize I was actually a strict auntie and I guess part of it is just when I see my nephews and they're doing something mm-hmm. and I stop you know, and I talk to them in a very different way from their mother, for example. I didn't realize it. I think it dawned on me that I'm actually quite a strict auntie. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll probably sound a bit strict. As You're an the firm one. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the firm one. <laughs> I mean, we all need, we need yeah, that auntie. Yeah. It takes a village. It really does. Okay. Okay, this, like, I told you we were around you, right? Yeah. We circled you. <laughs> Tell us a secret that you haven't told your significant parents or guardians or whoever. Tell us a secret, something that you have done that you have now confessing to us now. Oh God. Confess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. A secret. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is really I've got I've got one. This is really don't judge. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was a late teenager, mm-hmm. I had a friend that worked for New Look. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember that one. In glass, and she asked me to do a very naughty thing. She was at Till. She <gasps> asked me to c- collect some items from her for her and run it through the till. <gasps> pretend that she was running through the, t- the t- I mean, I was like 17. So <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll do it as long as I can also get some stuff. Of course. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. So she told me what she wanted. I picked up everything that she wanted and then got onto the till. She pretended to run it through, but she only charged me like the last item. Ah, I love them friends there. A bag of stuff. <laughs> I should stop there and say, yeah, I only did the once I felt guilty, but I did it twice. I mean, <laughs> no judgment. I wish I was with you. Exactly. I wish we was there. I know what I was thinking, but oh, that was a great That was a great hustle. (laughs) Friends in high places when you're 17. That's the baddest move. I, I actually have some requests. <laughs> That's why I have friends. I have bad girls together. Yeah, similar. I've got like something like 95% so off. I'm so jealous. Wow. <laughs> this is before they had cameras on the exactly. yeah. yeah. You couldn't do it now. You, you can't do that. <laughs> she did try to do the same hookup, mm. not knowing that there was a camera there. Ooh. And this was actually a very big, I think it was Topshop. And as soon as we were walking out of the premise store, yeah. they called us back. <gasps> and this is the very first time I went to the back of the store in the situation. Oh, oh, I, I know them places as well. <laughs> and I was like, oh, they, no. They, 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 they out her. And my friend went nuts on her sister. Like, yeah. she slapped her. Oh, but, wow. And, and uh, yeah, and I was like, not anymore yeah. guys just wow. let you know yeah. please now. don't don't steal don't steal don't do those it's things it's yeah. not they've got cameras now it's yeah. not for you they've got cam i mean you shouldn't have done it whether they've got cameras or not <laughs> i love it don't <laughs> have cameras <laughs> now they have cameras but now time to change time to change <laughs> they want to, when you're shopping you've got a camera in your face at the till yeah it's enough now it. it's a wrap Okay, now. Okay, okay. Now, redeem yourself. Yes, please. Tell us something. We're already proud of you, but something else for us to be proud of you about. Another achievement. Another achievement. What's your proudest moment in life? I know this sounds really corny, but I got married to my best friend. I think think we got married in Thailand. Oh, nice. Yeah, and we, we had been together for about almost 10 years at that point okay we've known each other since we were like 19 20. yeah we weren't mm-hmm. dating because i was just stubborn <laughs> yeah. so the timing just felt right and i would say that having him my best friend my life partner 
it's probably one of the biggest achievements because I was even saying to Lola, I was, you know, not serious. I was just literally <laughs> like enjoying myself and, you know, guys. Doing life. But, you know, he, he, you know, I've never been courted before. Oh, wow. He courted me and I still was unsure about him. And I took him to Hakisan because he was just like treating me like such an amazing person. And I asked him one question. I asked him, what would you do if I wanted to date around? And I could just see his heart like literally breaking. Oh. And he just took, took, you know, took a moment and said, I'll probably have to go away for a bit. That was his answer. I'm not going to lie, though. No man is ever going to treat you the way I will. Oh. And that was it. The lyrics. <laughs> that was it. And oh. he has meant that oh. ever since. And wow. So fast forward, we went. We got married in Thailand. And the reason why we got married in Thailand is because that was our first holiday together as friends. Yeah. Oh. I even sent him an email to say, these are the rules. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're sleeping in that room. I'm sleeping in this room. Yeah. Let's put it this way. Went to Thailand. We came back as a couple. Uh, all your rules are destroyed in yeah, one leg. Yeah, that's it. So that, that's, that's, me. that's beautiful. Oh, that's very gorgeous. Um, I think my well, it's, it's, it doesn't sound that it doesn't sound as like romantic as yours. <laughs> but I think one of the things I am really proud of myself for is I for for a very long time I was doing a job that I really didn't think I was very good at, yeah. and I didn't have a lot of self confidence with, and I felt like I had been in at different points in my career like disadvantaged. Not to sound like a victim, but I just felt like I was held back in certain situations mm, and yeah. all of these. A lot of us, I'm sure everyone can relate. So I had a lot of that going on, and I always felt like it wasn't really for me that career I kind of just I kind of just fell into it and so last year I actually left my job and I actually started doing it I I stuck with it in terms of doing it on a freelance basis Mm -hmm. but the difference in terms of just it being on my terms obviously I've got three boys so just being able to fit stuff around them and just Mm -hmm. be a much more present mum for them I really really have enjoyed and I haven't for a second looked back Mm -hmm. and it isn't like a two figures up at previous employers or anything but I'm so much happier and then the cherry on the on the cake is you know the fact that the business is taking off in the way that it is and we're able to more traction behind it Mm -hmm. we're able to put so much more energy behind it so I just I just feel like so much happier than I did say 18 months ago so I'm really proud of myself for actually going I'm not doing this anymore I'm gonna do something else so no that's great um give us a family saying that you heard growing up that you either hold dear or you wholeheartedly reject (laughs) Oh, wow. Cut your quote according to your size. Mm-hmm. Get that one. Yeah. yeah. That was my one from my mum all the time. Yeah. You know, don't have a champagne lifestyle. Oh, no. Lemonade. On a Lambrini budget. Yeah, yeah. But, and, and, and I get that. And, and But that wasn't for me. <laughs> if, if, if you rejected it. I rejected it. I yeah. said, you know what? Yes, this is my budget, but it I, I plan. I'm a planner. If this is my budget, I'm going to make my budget work. And I'm mm. going to make sure that I have what I need. So I literally have a spreadsheet and I count every single penny oh, wow. to make sure that I can afford, you know, the Hermes bag or, you know, mm. another holiday because yeah. certain things mm. I have to give. And that's me. So that quote that my mom said, I said, great, but I'm going to make my budget 
work for me in terms of getting what I need. Yeah. That's a nice one. I like that. Mm-hmm. Nice one. Yeah. I think for me, it's not really a quote, but it's something my dad was really intentional about growing up. He was very, my dad is a very proud Nigerian through and through. And obviously he came over in the 70s, had his kids here. And he was just like at every stage, like as soon as we were old enough to understand, hold your head high and be proud of who you are mm-hmm. he was like nobody can take anything away from you you're you know and the typical like african dad like you're so much smarter than the other kids in your class <laughs> this kind of stuff, which wasn't necessarily true but i really appreciated how intentional he was about like building that confidence up in us yeah. and it's definitely something i now do with my own kids i'm like you know i've kind of adapted it a little bit because some mm-hmm. of the things that my dad said now i look back i'm like oh, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure that's quite right <laughs> i'm not sure that's quite pc but um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my dad was telling me stuff like, if someone hits you, you hit them 10 times harder, back, and stuff like I mean, that. Which is, you know, but yeah, you know standard. what's so funny, though? It's it like now, the teachers, well, not now, probably back then as well, but the teachers are like, you know, if someone hits you, you must come to the teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Come but secretly, no. I'm like, you pinch him as hard as you can. Like. So I think that, yeah, I've carried through a lot of what my dad told me. And the, he was, I didn't really recognize it at the time as a, like a four, five, six year old. But now that I'm older and I remember these little sort of almost like pep talks he used yeah. to give me, mm-hmm. I really like it gives me such a, a love and a new love for him that I'm like, oh, bless you that you would really, you know, you had that in your mind from when we were born. But yeah, now I'm like, I say it to my kids all the time. Run your own race. You're not in competition with anyone else. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about don't whatever someone else is doing. You just concern yourself with your own <laughs> yeah. with your own business. Yeah. Yes. Um, and as long as you do your best, that's all that counts. So it doesn't matter. You know, don't don't concern yourself with others and, and just be proud of who you are. That's good. So, yeah. Well done. I love that. Okay, so we wouldn't be aunties if we didn't ask you for a problem for us to solve because yeah. you know we can solve anything. So yeah, your aunties. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Give us a dilemma or an Ooh. issue in your life that you want or you need some advice on and uh, we'll give it to you. I, I can I, can I go first? Mm, yes. So Lola mentioned that we've got demo day coming up very soon where we're going to go up and pitch our business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's not a very long pitch. The pitch is like five minutes long with another five minutes of Q and A. We were advised that maybe just one of us should go and pitch instead Mm. of the two of us because it's such a short pitch. Yeah. But we're kind of torn whether or not the two of us should go up together and pitch, even though it's only five minutes. Having met us now, do you think that the dynamic between the two of us, you would rather see the two of us on stage talking about the business? Or do you think it could just work and it just seems a bit more polished if it was just one of us? I would would say one of you. Because I I think in any business, people have different roles. Do you know what I mean? So even though maybe both of you can do the public speaking, like you're showing your potential investors who's doing what in that moment. And I think that that is the psychology behind that is really important, especially if we've both asked for it. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's that you kind of have to, there's kind of, I guess I would say, there's kind of some unspoken things you kind of have to play along with. I think it's, yeah, I think, having clear defined roles is super key because they buy into you right do you know what I mean that's what it is and then and then they're looking at your business acumen and all that kind of stuff but structure is definitely one of those okay yeah thank you what do you think I was gonna say try both ways and see what really makes what what works I would I feel like 
Auntie Charlotte is definitely more advanced in business and doing these type of things. And I, because I haven't had that much experience, but watching you both, I like your dynamic and I think you could play to those strengths. But there is something like in key, if someone said to you, one of you, then they've got an insight. So there's, you shouldn't ignore that mm. piece of unspoken advice. Yeah. But if you have that confidence that, nah, there's something in it, because there's also sometimes you can have all the rules, but something about what you've got is special and yeah. investors can tap into that as well. Okay. Not every rule is the rule, but I think if you're going to go against what you've been advised, really, really define those five minutes carefully. And it is playing to your strengths on your roles. And it's really bringing out those roles. So it's clear who you are, who you are in the business. And if you can get that done in five minutes, I would say run it, test it, run it, test it, mm. and try it individually, try it both ways and see what really resonates and maybe get a little focus. I mean, it's also diplomatic, get a bit of a focus group to mm. Mike, please, Mike, please. Yeah. You move the mic. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of like a bit of both. So immediately when you finished talking, I was like, no, Carol naturally presents to me like a presenter. Mm -hmm. Like I could see that you could like deliver it in a way like acting like you could deliver it out but I think that you kind of need to be there as well if they go deeper in the Q&A and start asking a little bit more about the business of it I think that's when you're going to step into yourself and you'll be able to streamline the strategy and the back house things I see you as more the creative mind so you could put that across. Mm. I think you could work, it's so in a way you are kind of working on it together, but that initial five minute pitch, I think it should be on one head shoulders. Mm. But obviously both of you are working on it um, yeah. and you're feeding the information, but I just think just a clear kind of directional performer, I think you're naturally that person. Okay. I would go that way. There's a, you guys know Afrocentrics, right? Yes. Yeah, mm. they done, I remember they they were doing a round of investment. I just remember it because Gary V was there. And I think they won or got through and stuff, and one of them done it. Okay. It, and they were duo. They're Do you duo. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. One of them yes, done they, it. Yes. It's the girl with the glasses. Yeah. Yeah. yeah generally, mm -hmm. she's the one that performs. Yeah, yeah. 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 Very similar. But it's just conveying the story of two yeah. friends as well. She does that brilliantly. Yeah. There's like that seam line of, yeah, I know her story, and I've probably just watched it mm. online, but I know their story. Okay. And yeah. yeah, I just think sometimes one person is just really good at that. Okay. Like, so, yeah. It's funny that you said that because Lola's the more experienced presenter okay. mm. than I am. Yeah. This is what she did, or, you know, in, in her previous job. So, oh, yeah. but yeah. That's how bad I was at it. Sometimes it's just that normal yeah, reaction like to a, someone who's uh, like, but I there's so many. I generally spot like performers though. Like there's yeah. just an element in a, like how somebody will deliver a story or it's just, I'm just always attuned to that person can act. Mm. They're a performer and I think when you're watching pitches mm -hmm. there's so many people that are not performers and I get really really bored and I think mm -hmm. a lot of entrepreneurs kind of have forms of ADHD so you have to just engage them quite quickly and business can be really boring so when you see a spark in someone it's like put that one there mm -hmm. tell her what to say but you know yeah. that's how I would approach it we need to practice some more yeah and and just kind of see practice practice, practice. Yeah. yeah and just yeah. see what comes forward what it, comes, yeah i think my dilemma is also related to the business and it's mm -hmm. one of the questions that you guys asked us earlier was around what's your what's the end game what's mm -hmm. the kind of so i'm just curious like if you guys were in our position mm -hmm. what do you think you your answer to that question would be that's a great mm -hmm. one okay so let's say I was 
planning to have a worldwide, globally successful business that can like really change the game, I probably would have a 10 to 15 year plan on it. And I probably would aim to sell it. That would be my end because business is such a, let's say it's like 30% of what I see my life as. Mm. And the rest of it is more maximum enjoyment with as Mm. many people as possible. Yeah. And if I put something else into the world that changes it, it's like, cool, I've done my purpose-driven thing. Now, how can I just live out living? Mm. And that's what I would be up to, like getting those millions or billions, however it goes to. I mean, in 10, 15 years' time, it's probably going to be billions. Mm. How can I just serve community as much as possible and not have to be a part of a business? That's yeah. that's what I would be doing. Yeah, like that, yeah. I think similar, but I would keep it as a legacy business. Yeah. I probably wouldn't sell. I have investment investors, but probably not sell. Just because the nature of what you're doing, I feel mm. like it's a product that's always going to be part of our community. Mm-hmm. I would also be thinking worldwide to be, if it's not necessarily... And I don't mean this a bad way at all, but the number one yeah. hair brand, but at least you'll be serving all the hair brands yeah. out there. I think that's how you can monopolize the market. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if they're recycling processes through your process, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? And you yeah. own that, but yeah. for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And not just synthetic hair, also human hair, yeah. because yeah. that is a huge, that's a bigger market, yeah. really. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I think that's, that's what I would be going for, but that, but it would be a legacy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Legacy. I, was, yeah. I, did, I think having that generational wealth thing, and in, that, that can come in finances, it can, you can sell it and have that those billions, but having institutions that are ours, yeah. so we can be more a part of the, that global conversation about making change mm-hmm. when we're not in those G8 summits and all those types of stuff, that really frustrates me. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like having something tangible, like that like, we built this, we did this, this building is ours. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. So I think it's important that our kids see that this business and this global entity that's generations and started by black women, it's yeah, priceless. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Thank, Thank you. you. That's great <laughs> advice. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Well, that was wonderful. Thank you to Honey Heritage, yes. ladies. Thank that was amazing. Everyone. Thank you for coming to our party. You will get extra plates. <laughs> <laughs> you were very well behaved. Yes. <laughs> very good girls. Yeah. Oh, very proud of you. Um, 